Welcome to the Heart of a Man podcast. We are a movement of men in central Indiana pursuing meaningful friendships, faith, and character. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit us at heartofaman.org. Today's talk is from our founder, Bill Moore, taking a look at achievement and what we plan to pursue in 2021. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you're inspired by the ideas. Thank you, men, for time together last week. It was great to be around you guys. I really enjoyed laughing together, and I sure needed it. Okay, let me jump right into this lesson. I remember in seventh grade, I loved playing sports. I really loved athletics. Heck, I still do. But I quickly discovered the guys who were the good athletes in my school would drink alcohol after class. I really wanted to be their friends and play sports. I thought I could do both, but doing both required me to start drinking. Fast forward to junior year of high school. I quit playing football and basketball. My coaches were so mad at me. I chose to pursue partying with those same guys I had been partying with from seventh grade. I gave up what would have been a really good high school experience in athletics. And to this day, I regret that decision. My passion to play sports was derailed because I pursued the wrong people in my life. When I became a Christian, I believed I had found the answer to really getting my life on track. In 2008, John Ortberg wrote a book called Overcoming Your Shadow Mission. He concludes many Christians at some point are tempted to pursue something that is just a few degrees off from the exact mission God has called them to pursue. That shadow mission ultimately leads you away from God and undermines your ability to fulfill your true calling. To that end, I have spent a good deal of my Christian faith pursuing Christianity and Christians. I had no idea that both of those pursuits could lead me away from God. Pursuing Christianity for me has been making sure I achieve Christian results. Pursuing good Christians helps me ensure I'm being recognized for those results. My shadow mission is achievement and recognition. When I pursue that mission, I can easily forego working to provide what men need in order to provide what I need. I find it hard at times to know whether I'm serving the right mission because it sits comfortably under the shadow of my true calling and is easily hidden from the people looking in. Right now, what do you honestly wake up most days thinking about trying to acquire, achieve, or become? As I thought about my goals for 2021, I realized most of them were centered around Christian achievements. I've been praying God would help me see a better way. And I felt the Holy Spirit pushing me to scrap my goals and put time with Jesus as my number one pursuit. So to start 2021, I've been praying that Jesus would help me pursue him passionately. I've been praying he would help me relinquish my appetite for achieving and replace it with a burning desire to really know him and to be with him. My prayer is you will join me in replacing your goal setting for 2021 with a passionate pursuit of Jesus himself. I am hoping we can do this together with a shared desire to find this man, Jesus, whom we can love and serve. 
Let me take 15 minutes and give you five Bible passages I believe will help support us in the continuation of this pursuit. But let's first pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for your words and your leading and your guiding. Lord, thank you for giving us a purpose and a mission. Lord, help us really get our thoughts wrapped around pursuing you. Send your Holy Spirit now, Jesus. Quiet our minds, turn off our phones. Don't let this Zoom thing, video, whatever it is, distract us and help my words not derail people, Lord. Fill each man with your Holy Spirit so we may hear you speak, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. This week you studied the story of Martha and Mary, captured in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 10. Martha invites Jesus to her home. Her sister Mary does not help Martha prep the meal, but instead sits at the feet of Jesus, listening to him teach. Martha then commands Jesus to put Mary to work. And Jesus very kindly says, I will not deny Mary this moment. Jesus goes on to tell Martha that Mary has made the better choice. Jesus provides us with a key principle. The love in my heart for Jesus should lead me to want to be with him, not to impress him. Jesus wants our heart to have the same posture as Mary, sitting at his feet, at peace, quiet, no fear, just enjoying his words and his companionship. He wants us to feel deeply valued by him, just being a student eager to learn, to follow, and to experience his love. He wants us to feel admiration and respect for him that fuels our love for him. You know, I get frustrated with this story because I'm a lot like Martha, and I often resent the Mary in the room. My achieving mindset inhibits my heart from trusting Jesus. In fact, the intensity of my desire to be recognized for my achievements can often drown any love I feel for him. But Jesus plainly speaks to me in this story. Bill, that is wrong. I do not need what you do. Please stop trying to impress me and just let me love you. Maybe Jesus is hoping. I learned that a lifetime of being with him without working to impress him will build my love and affection for him. And my love for him will allow me to follow more faithfully and more joyfully. So what are you doing, thinking, or feeling that is actually keeping you from Jesus? In the book of Isaiah, chapter 43, the prophet gives me a lot of reasons to admire and follow God. The one that caught my eye was God's incredible power and control over everything. Isaiah says God is creator of all things. He controls fire and water. He controls all countries, kings, and every one of our enemies. And he alone saves men from themselves. And anything else that he chooses, no one else can save. No one can reverse his decisions. He is the one and only holy God. Yet as I read these words so many times, they just have a minimal impact on my thinking. I simply read and move on. So why do these words have so little impact on my feelings, on my thought towards God, when they should in fact overwhelm me? I'm convinced the media I watch has oversaturated my mind with visual stimulation of powerful things and powerful people. My mind is numb 
to the real things that reveal the incredible power of God, of the man Jesus I so desperately want to love and follow. What is numbing your ability to be truly moved, to feel the power of God in every area of your life? Christianity for thousands of years has taught a concept called asceticism. It's a process of denying yourself of certain things in order to allow yourself to fully experience God. I believe I need to give up, for example, all video stimulation for some period of time, maybe 30 days, to allow my mind to be able to see the majesty and power of God in all the different places of this world. I wouldn't be creating another goal to achieve. What I would be doing is moving my mind to a place where I could sit at the feet of Jesus, really being able to see and experience the power of God and convinced will help me find a love and affection for Jesus. What would you be willing to give up for the next six weeks in order to refresh your mind and restore it to its factory default? In Mark 12, a teacher asked Jesus, which is the greatest commandment? And Jesus explains we're to love God with every part of our being, heart, mind, soul, and body. Jesus was there at creation and made man with all those qualities, which means he also made a way for us to experience him through each of those channels. If this were not so, why would he command it? Heart is emotions. Jesus created our emotions and experiences that stimulate feeling for good. As an example, like when you get a compliment, he created the words and the exchange, and he created that warm sense of worth. Our mind is our thoughts. Jesus created a brain that can understand his words, his life, and his ideas. Those thoughts bring intellectual life and are incredibly exhilarating. Our soul means our spirituality. Jesus made us with a deep desire to be united with God. And Jesus fills that longing. When your spirit experiences faith, mercy, and grace, you feel connected to God. Our body means everything we experience that is physical. For example, we can taste through food the artistic depth of Jesus. Think of this. He made your tongue with chemical receptors and then he made chemicals in the plants we eat that taste really good. When you bite and say, oh man, that's so good. Think about Jesus. He created that for you. What we see, hear, smell, and touch all tell a story about the man who created those experiences. Loving God with our whole being is how we were designed and all of creation was made so we would experience Jesus in every facet of our being. How will you acknowledge Jesus every time this week when you experience him in your head, your heart, your mind, and your soul? In John 1, we are told, Jesus is the word who is God and was with God in the beginning. When God spoke his words, creation happened. And now we have those same words in the Bible. Jesus left us with the Holy Spirit and his words. It was that combination that transformed a formless space into God's greatest creation. If I'm desiring to find an affection, admiration, and love for Jesus, I can read the Bible. As a born-again follower of Jesus, the Holy Spirit that resides in my heart hears those words of Jesus and transforms my heart and mind. 
What other book contains the power of God and has the power to transform you every single time you read it? No one can write a book about themselves that spans the entire history of man and in every single account show a sinless love for people who mistreated the author. Jesus did. If we truly believe that the very words of the Bible are Jesus himself, shouldn't we find a loving affection and admiration for Jesus every single time we read it? Men, Jesus poured himself into those words. He did that for us. And I gotta admit, that's why I love my Bible as a hard-covered book. There are days I hug it into my chest and I just hang on to it for a few minutes. How will you approach your Bible this week? My final thought is about decision-making. Most of the time, I control my decisions. No one else tells me what to do. I may take some advice, but ultimately, I'll make the call. But the Bible in Proverbs 3 says the exact opposite. It says, do not trust myself, but instead trust in Jesus with my whole heart and acknowledge him in every decision. God is saying, I need to trust Jesus first with my whole heart, not myself, him. When a decision is needed, slow down, pray, wait. Then do not put all my trust on the crutch of my own knowledge and wisdom. Instead, acknowledge God and allow him time to add to or change my thinking, knowing I can deeply trust him for a timely insight that will cause my direction to be straight to the goal Avoiding the normal wrong turns my decisions often cause. And when I see how good that decision was, it will cause me to trust Jesus and feel a love for him knowing he can and he will lead me better than I can. What decision is imminent that you need to make? What process will you follow tonight? This wisdom for me has been the most pivotal in changing how I feel about Jesus and my desire to pursue him. Last year, I allowed him to control my decisions about heart of a man. I did not trust my own intuition. Instead, I followed godly counsel from other men by choosing to stay under the leadership of our church. My natural instincts were to bypass the church and do my own thing at my own pace. This decision has proven to be instrumental in experiencing the straight path of God. My passion to follow the man Jesus is very different today because of that experience. Believe it or not, I'm hoping Jesus will make more decisions instead of me he is really good. I truly want to follow him instead of working so hard at being the achieving Christian. In 2021, who or what have you decided to pursue? I'm praying you'll pursue Jesus this year that whatever mission you have will be set aside and placed behind your pursuit for Jesus. I hope you can tonight get very clear on what you have actually been chasing and replace that with a passionate pursuit of the only man who will lead you where you belong. Dear friends, please choose tonight to pursue Jesus with every fiber of your being. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Thank you for this time with my dear friends. I do ask, Lord, that you help us pursue you. Help us not to be achievers and guys that are hung up on our goals so much so we miss you. We never see you, we never experience you, we don't hear you. 
Lord, help us not be that way. Lord, help us get right by you, sitting at your feet, hearing your words, and being at peace in your presence, Lord. Guide us and lead us, Jesus. We need you. In your name we pray, amen. Thank you, gentlemen. It's great being with you guys. Mm -hmm.